Hello and welcome to another episode of Startistan, a series by Pakistan Podcast Company. Pakistan Podcast Company is the hub for all conversations Pakistani at home and abroad. In this series, Taha Jalil will be speaking with some of the most incredible Pakistani startup founders and change makers, shaking things up across the globe. You can find us on our website pakistanpodcast.com and on iTunes and SoundCloud as Pakistan Podcast Company. Get in touch or follow us on our Facebook page Pakistan Podcast Company. Tweet at us at Pakistan Podcast or email us at hello at pakistanpodcast.com. Whereas over 41% of Pakistan's women meet the literacy requirements, and more than 40% enrollment in higher education institutions is represented by women, their participation in the workforce is just above 22%. According to the World Economic Forum's Global Gender Gap Report 2017, Pakistan ranks 143 out of the 144 countries in the Gender Equality Index. This ridiculously low ranking indicates the sheer magnitude of the prevalent gender disparities in earnings, education, health, and political participation. Today, Taha is in conversation with Maria Omar, founder and president of Women's Digital League, which is doing its part to reduce this gap. WDL is an online platform that provides digital training and work to Pakistani women. It is a virtual firm providing digital services to clients. proudly owned and powered by Pakistani women. WDL is working for economic development of the country by mobilizing a vast dormant female workforce that is either discouraged from working outside their homes or has trouble finding good work opportunities. Hello. Hi. And welcome. Thank you. To the basement. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be quiet and good for recording. Um I'd like to first offer condolences for Sunday. <laughs> uh, the more, the better rested team one <laughs> there's a reason samwat sleeps early <laughs> no one knows <laughs> uh, we are very generous people we thought you know Haan. poor kids yeah just let them ha pichle saal jeet gaye to matlab is saal we got one trophy bas theek hai sahi hai whatever as long as hon as long as we beat karachi as long as we beat karachi they were being so snooty and everything because they got shayda freedi and everything so i like good as long as we beat karachi i don't care चल sort mm. of in place mm. um she so had to quit mm. were you asked to leave or did you ha- did you quit because there wasn't no, anything in place me. acha I, i didn't quit they just said i told them i said i'll have help i huh. will come back to work no issues but they said no we don't think you would be able to do that so just go okay bye acha hmm. yeah yeah this was a woman she owned the place right. and she had raised all her four kids given birth to them and raised them while she was building this empire huh. and then she said no 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 i don't think you can do it so when the kid is like montessori age then you can come back and we would love to have you but for now you're laid off oh wow 
and you you wanted to work like obviously you were like yeah yeah because you know after the first one i had postpartum depression and that's primarily why i started working and the doctor said you have to keep yourself busy um so i was teaching with an english literature degree uh, Haan, what else can very, you do you know <laughs> that is very amazing as well so we're going to come back to that and yeah. how you know you know the one of the things that we see in tech these days and the startup space is the the barrier to entry hmm. apart from gender obviously is not that high hmm. so you don't have to be an engineer you don't have to be a software developer in order to do something in tech and to make it work hmm. and you said you were an english major ah, right hmm. so do you think that sort of let's say you were an engineer you were a developer do you think you would have been confined to a very rigid role and functions as opposed to you know this is coming as an english major there was a bit more creativity or hmm. that had a lot some part to play in how you approached the problem or yeah. sort of no, how to solve the problem ha huh, no, no i completely agree i mean i don't know maybe um, you know it really depends on the person if you are a creative person plus you're an engineer great you know but if you're not so i think that how they say ignorance is bliss i think my bliss was that i knew nothing about business nothing about tech so all those fears that people have who have right. read up so much about it i didn't have those inhibitions huh. oh but how will it work but this isn't possible i'll need hmm. xyz business plan and this kind of forecasts i didn't know any of that and because i didn't know of it i wasn't afraid either exactly. so you know i was like oh let's try this maybe this will work it wasn't like yeah fixed ke okay this is the only way to do business model banta hai to we have Haan. to you know make a business model that exactly. pitch deck cannot exceed 10 slides or 8 slides and I you know it's like no how to make a deck okay so somebody <laughs> asked me to make a pitch i thought they were talking about cricket i had no <laughs> idea what a pitch was you know <laughs> yeah so i think that was my bliss you know not knowing right and, yeah so going back to you know do you think the policy has changed so you obviously this how long ago was this incident This was ten years. This ago. was ten years ago. Do you think the policy has changed since then uh, in the workforce in hmm. what you've seen over the past ten years? So, I mean, the bigger MNCs and all of those, they already had those policies in place that you get two, three months, or in some cases even six months of maternity. You have a daycare, all of that. Hmm. Um, it's the smaller businesses. Uh, or the medium-sized businesses, or you know the local businesses um, that may even have the policy on paper, but um, in actual practice it doesn't happen. So they really kind of discourage you from doing it and from taking on the opportunity or the you know uh, option that you have. Uh, policies haven't changed. the the um, The narrative has changed. People are right. talking a lot more, but uh, in practice, nothing much. has changed not that do you think so the narrative do you think the narrative has changed because of a change in mindset or just because of social media and how it's the politically can, correct thing to say people right. are becoming more politically correct so while in the past they would just completely scoff at you and say sit home if you have to you know take time off then this is not your place huh. uh, now they'll be like oh we should have more this and more that but you know we With have this can huh like is there a fear that this person can you know smear us on line and sort of so with a lot of you know these um donors and sponsors this um you know um you have this dependency on them or even the big ones uh, the big guns so that's why because they want to appear right to them 
so the SDG 5 or 4, whatever it is for gender, uh, they have to give lip service to it. So, you know, right. basically it's just that. Okay. Yeah. So, moving on from that, now, why did uh, doing something online, how did that make sense? Like, was that the first option? Like, how did you come across that? Yeah. So, I didn't know anything about it. Like, 10 years back, freelancing, some people were doing it, but not a lot knew about it so it was just one of those things you know sitting home being really stressed out what am i going to do i'm going to have another relapse and you know is there right. nothing to do for a woman who's expecting hmm. you know nobody will take you so um i was just looking around and i just fell upon it you know uh, i just uh, stumbled upon it and found that oh you can work online and do writing hmm. and blah 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 and that was the only thing i can do you know content right so it just happened that way so like were there people like was there any sort of reference point you had for like, did you know of people doing it? No. So, acha, and you weren't intimidated by it. Ke, you know, I don't know the space. I don't no. know what is happening. Because I just didn't know how big it was or right. how much competition. Because I didn't know. There like was you didn't a go in expecting to expecting this to become anything. You just went in to keep yourself busy. Exactly, and for me, you know, earning twelve thousand rupees as a full time teacher. Right. As compared to earning, you know, 15,000 just right. writing all this stuff, which huh. was like really filling the internet with crap. But still, you know, it was like a big change. I'm sitting home, I'm doing it and right. I'm my own boss work when I want to and I don't want to. So, you know, so it was never like in my mind, okay, I'm going to make it big or anything. I was just hmm. happy with my 15,000 rupees. Right. So how did this then translate into Women's Digital League, which you now yeah. run? So the pitch thing, right? So um, um, I was approached by this organization called Women 2.0. Um, okay. in the US and they said okay, well uh, you know we have seen your blog because I, those were the blog days you know so right. we were all on blog spot so uh, they said we have seen it and you know we would like you to pitch for this and I was like but what is a pitch you know anyway <laughs> uh, they said just send it on a on a paper or something I don't know what napkin so I didn't know what a right. paper napkin was I just put it on a rose petal tissue you know the regular tissues that mm. you, you know sneeze into um, I don't ask me how I managed that but I just wrote something on it okay, here's my pitch and so they really liked it. I said, you know, uh, what? there are lots of women like myself. I've seen lots of colleagues leave work because they were expecting or they were getting married or whatever, you know. So maybe there should be a platform where people can tell them that this exists and then, you know, they can work mm. off it. Uh, same as Odesk those days. It was Odesk. Right. So, um, yeah, so it just started from that. And then people started coming in and saying, oh, this is brilliant. Oh, this is a great idea. And then I'm like, wow, this person sitting in Silicon Valley is telling me that, you know, this can work. So how does it work? You know, I have no clue, you know, <laughs> how is it going to work? But it just kind of just started like that. As you said, it was an accident. Right. Yeah. What, was the, what was some of the initial challenges getting this started? Like what, how did you go about, you know, getting people on board or like other women yeah. who were in similar situations? Like how did you go hmm. about sort of bringing them on board? So it started very small, like it started with family and friends. Okay. You know, like I, I had more than I took more work than I could do. So just giving it to a niece who is in was that a conscious effort to then push no. it forward that work forward no, no. and outsource that, or did and that the, just happen by chance it just again? Just happened. I mean, like you, you're like I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to yeah. do this. And then I'm bored. Like, I'm sitting here. My back hurts. I can't do this anymore. So hello, right. you know, niece in A levels. Can you do this? Huh. So then she taking it on, and then you know, uh, her friends finding out, and friends, mothers finding out, and blah blah blah, and it just you know, kind of grew out of that. Right. So initial challenges, uh, because I didn't know what I was doing, so there were no challenges for me. It hmm. was just like, you know, it just happened. Right. When did this become more formalized? <laughs> to date, it's not more formalized. 
That's the funny part. I mean, I see all these kids, you know, going to these incubators and accelerators, talking about, you know, making it this, you know, this model or that model. Yeah, I do. There's no one plus one equals to two, you know. Uh, if it works, it works, and the people people will acknowledge it. If it doesn't work, you can have the best pitch in the world and the best graphics right. and the best website. It's not gonna work. That's exactly. not how a business works. So um, yeah. So um, to date, it's it's not organized. But the time when I really started, you know, taking WDL serious, oh, mm. okay, it's a business. People see me as a business mm. person. Um, this was about seven years ago. This was like three years into it okay. that I really started saying, okay, chat this has potential and this can actually make right. me money. There were a couple of friends who were pushing me, oh, you should get people to work for you, do your data entry, because I was doing this stupid 0 0.001 cent tasks, you know, MTurks and crowd oh, wow. source tasks. Right, right, My right, fingers right. got crooked. I typed so much. So they were like, you should hire someone. I'm like, why would anyone, you know, come on as an employee? Oh, that is so funny. Right. But that actually happened, you know. Yeah, so, like it. If you're doing it, yeah, I'm pretty like sure someone out there is also willing exactly, to do, take it on, yeah. right? So, yeah. So, it just happened like that. Okay. So, that was seven years ago. Where does WDL stand now? In terms of numbers, in terms of how many people have gone through the program. Like, what does the program yeah. look like? Is there a program? There what is does it no look program. like? There is no program. That's the fun part. <laughs> I love it. I love what I do and, you know, uh, just... Throwing it in people's faces. Here right. you go. <laughs> so, so there is no program. So Women's Rich League was just, you know, for a platform for me to just shout and vent and tell people that you can work online. Hmm. It actually works. People will pay you for it. It's, hmm. you know, it's going to be difficult finding work initially. But once you get it, you know, it's really great. Right. Uh, nobody would believe me. They were like, you know, in any, this is like one of those schemes that tells you, oh, fill these envelopes with, you know, just and then send them out and then we'll give you $5,000 for right. it. Um, that it was a scam. But then, you know, uh, once I put a name to it and the logo, somebody told me, you know, if you want to be taken seriously, put a name on it and make mm. a business card. And then everyone will say, oh, it's a business. Right. So I just did that. And um, so right now there's no program. Uh, we were just trying to create awareness and then give out work where I had work. And then a time came when I realized that there's work, but I don't have the people to do it because they're not trained. They don't know how mm. to work from home because it needs a lot of discipline. Discipline, uh, exactly. Exactly. So working from home. Like the working condition, the quality of work suffers. You know, exactly. you need to maintain a certain standard to actually, yeah. you know. And then you don't feel like you're working because you're home. You're like, I, okay, maybe I'm not working. You know, it's exactly. that psychological effect as well. Hmm. So everyone um, else around you, for exactly. everyone else around you to take it seriously, right? Exactly. And treat it as a livelihood yeah. as opposed to it being a hobby. Exactly. So I was sitting there working and everyone would keep barging in and saying, do this or do that. And I'm like, man, I'm working. I'm actually working. No, yeah. but you're sitting at home. <laughs> right. You can take out 10 minutes to do this, you know. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so yeah, so then the World Bank came and they said, no. Then I said, okay, I need to train people first. I think mm. maybe I'm just taking a step, you know, um, I'm missing a step somewhere. So I need to train first people and tell them what this is. So I started going to different universities and colleges and they would invite me and pro bono, I would go and mm. just train their kids, just very basics. Here's Odesk, here's Fiverr, mm. here's social media. And this is how you sign up and register and everything. Right. So that gave me results. You know, there are kids even working with me today right. who are like, now they're with Sharmino Bechinor doing really fancy schmancy hologram stuff. But they said that the confidence came from here. What does result look like? like when you say result, it yeah. gave you results, what so is that? So for me, it's very simple. It's like... A, like what a is person, success? Basically. Yeah, so a success is like a girl going online and finding a task worth $5. 
you know, and realizing that what I know actually has value. Somebody will pay for it. Mm. And it's not the typical conventional kind of life where you are taught A plus B whole square equals to whatever, mm. but nobody tells you what to do with it. You know, why am I learning this? Where crap? is it being used? Exactly. When do you use it further? Exactly. Right. So now they were like, these were computer science students. They had no clue what mm. they had. So Professional just, development is lacking. Exactly. Even with the literature students, with the, with the home economics students, just telling them that, you know, you have skills and there are people who want to pay you for them and you can actually do it. Right. So these girls coming from like ordinary families, finding this whole new world where they can go and work and, you know, um, be acknowledged for it. Uh, so that was a success for me. And um, first, the awareness where the government has now come in and, you know, kind of uh, finally validated that, it hmm. works and we want to take it big. Right. So if they had done it 10 years ago, they would be competing with the world. Right now, hmm. you know, they're just trying. Um, so that is success for me. I mean, I've been advocating for it for so long. And right. Yeah. So do you guys do, so apart from trainings, is there a follow-up where, you know, that whoever's sort of gone through a training is for, provided sort of further mentorship or, you hmm. know, so trainings nothing... to improve the quality of yeah. work? So basically where to go from here so now you have this you know you've sort of started doing some work you know how do you go to what does the next level look like yeah so the thing is that we don't have like a proper program so when the world bank came you know um three years back and they said okay we were look we are looking into all this digital uh freelancing workspace for pakistan um uh, and your name comes up so we would like you to run the pilot for it in kp hmm. um you know, this was the first time I actually did it at some scale. So we went to like six different districts in KP and trained like Achha. 360, 340 women. Right. Um, and that's when we made some programs. But the problem was what we realized while we were doing it is that there's no one size fits all. So while some may need just two days of trainings, other are going to mm. need two, three, four weeks of training or even a month right. of training. And right. it really depends on where they are. So kind of tweaking it to match the demographics and all that. Um, that was a learning experience. And uh, so the follow-up, what the only thing I do, I don't, I, we are not funding it by anyone, supported by anyone mm. monetarily or, you know, in financial terms. So um, what we do is we have this Facebook group and all the women that we have trained, they're all on that group, whether they are from Lahore or KP or wherever. Mm. And uh, whenever they need help, they'll reach out to us through that. So they'll say, okay, I've got this client and I'm having this problem. This is what they want us to do. What do where do we go from here? Mm. Or I want to learn an advanced level of Photoshop or I need mentoring. So I've connected some of them to mentors in the U.S. who are not just mentor-mentor. They're actually giving them work and helping them learn what is it that the international market wants. Right. So you may have these skills, but they may be obsolete. you need to move right. to another side. So kind of keeping up with the market trends. Achha, so okay. we're doing that. Huh? Right. And do you source sort of opportunities for these hmm. people on? We used to okay. uh, actively. Uh, but now, uh, with the, you know, as I said, with this having become the buzzword and everybody entering into the market, I feel like my job here is done. I don't mm. want to keep doing what someone else is doing. And, you know, that's right. perfectly fine. So they are doing this. They are making me the workforce and they are trying to find all the work. Mm. Uh, now my focus is more towards entrepreneurship. Okay. So, uh, so does that plug into this as well? Like mm. in terms of our, so these women that have gone through trainings mm. and are associated with you in some capacity, 
is there any point where they are then sort of taught and encouraged to create businesses out of these so that is what i keep telling them every training i've done or every training that i've had done i always have this one small module which talks about how you should think big okay right. so if somebody in the class has really good skills at communication and outreach mm. i'll say fine then maybe you shouldn't be doing the work yourself maybe you should be getting the work and giving it to another girl in your class mm. who is like really good at writing or really good at social media or graphics or right. whatever so please think that way and it doesn't have to be the, the reason why we do social media with them specifically facebook and insta is because i tell them that it doesn't even have to be a digital skill you can go to say shalni which is a wholesale market and then just get like nice stuff don't even buy it don't even stock it just take pictures put them online and see if people will hmm. come and buy it because now you know how to do that exactly know so, how to sell exactly. and then you can do a lot grow it from there and yeah. then look around you i'm sure there are people in your neighborhoods women who are making like really great stuff um partner with them sell hmm. their stuff a lot of these girls in kp were also coming from smaller villages because they were hostelites right. so telling them you're going to chitral you're going to sedu sharif whatever hmm. so look at what those women are doing and right. see if there are girls in on your campus who would buy it from you hmm. who would buy that stuff bring it and see if there's a demand right. and then start selling that online so have yeah. there been success stories from that So we I don't know I haven't really followed up that well I have seen some posts where women some girls are doing it uh, okay. in terms of selling their own artwork like there were some who did like paintings and sketching and they were like right. how is this you know useful to us what do we do with you know mm. these skills so I said well put these online and sell them so I've seen them do it uh, and I've given some mentoring as well ki saying ki okay now this big 8 by 8 size painting mm. is too much and it's expensive why don't you make like smaller ones then why don't you take a picture of this and put it on a coaster or on mm. a mobile cover so kind of helping them with that but no i haven't kept track of it really right so when you say entrepreneurship then mm. uh what exactly are you focusing on these days ha huh. so i've started this new thing called musavi so okay. wdl started off as musavi that's what i wanted to call it which is the persian oh, wow. or urdu word for equality come full circle then yeah it has <laughs> So uh, it was called equality right so musavi okay. uh, but then uh, you know when i started working some people said that people in the west because this was post 911 time people may associate it with the arab culture and they may not be so you know open to working with you so put on a general well, name you know more right. acceptable name so it became women's league but now i said okay now i'm doing it so now musavi is an e-commerce platform okay. and the idea is to make a pakistani etsy something on that model so we are okay. only working with crafters who are working from home or have like tiny micro businesses hmm. and it's all handmade stuff so is it limited to them it's limited to them okay. uh, the indigenous crafts we are not bringing in okay. right so all we're right. not going to the blue pottery and the camel hide hmm. stuff we're not doing that so these are women doing it from home and or whatever how do you find outside. these women So I am also I've had the privilege of being the project manager for this um, women entrepreneurs training program called Women X which is again World Bank funded but I'm working on behalf of a company called Unclude. Right. Um so that way I have come into contact with 600 women that we have trained and these are existing women entrepreneurs these are not like idea stage businesses these are revenue generating businesses okay and through them i found that a lot of them are doing stuff from home and they're mm. really good at what they do it's really neat and everything but people here don't 
pay you the that price for handmade that it deserves or mm. that it gets internationally right. so they are like spending like hours making one little knitted doll and they are getting paid yeah you know ten uh, dollars uh, or whatever while mm. if you go on international markets you'll see that the same thing is being sold for like seven thousand rupees right. you know seventy dollars so kind of bringing them here and uh, collecting them and then selling those products uh, online and then these women don't necessarily have to be from Pakistan so we are looking at Okay. a global market and then connecting them but how is this then different from so this has been done before to some yeah. extent right like yeah. marco did with shoes poppinger did yeah. with bags uh this poly and other stories now as well like how do you differentiate from them so the only way i would differentiate is okay marco was just shoes right right uh and then uh poppinger is just Two bags and then Polly and other stories. All these three businesses, they're very high end uh, products that are only, mm. you know, affordable to a very small class of people. Not many people can afford to buy the same things. Okay. Right. Now, what I'm doing is keeping my overheads very low so that 80% of whatever we make goes mm. back to the crafter. We're okay. only keeping 20%. Right. It's going to be very transparent with that. But to, for it to be then, sustainable, don't you have to price it so that that 20% makes it to. sustainable? We are going to. But because right. these women don't have the kind of overheads that conventional businesses have where they have mm. to pay rent and this and that, they're working right. out of homes. So they have that advantage, let's say, of keeping their prices market-friendly. Hmm. to reach a wider market. What is the so, market? When you say market, are we so talking... So these are people who really appreciate handmade. For example, somebody was talking to me and they were like, but, you know, why would I buy this doll? You know, hmm. so I said, you would buy it because my daughter gets Barbies, right? So she has a room full of Barbies. All her cousins have them. But what do you gift someone who has them? You know, you give them something different, something nicer. And honestly, the the, the toys I see, a lot of them are... Not made for children. Barbie is definitely not a kid's toy. <laughs> it was made for a perverted man somewhere in a basement. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> uh, yeah, so <laughs> so um, but either way, you know. So I said these are unique products. For example, if I want customization, I say you make crocheted or knitted dolls. Right. Make it look like my niece. Maybe change the hair uh, color to this. Maybe she right. has like. Apache skin, put that, something mm. that makes her feel conscious, but let her see that it's beautiful. Right. Uh, so there are different ways that you can present the same thing, but then don't make them so costly on the pocket. So mm. have different variations. Right. If you want this, it's going to cost you a premium. But if you want this, mm. I already have them and I have them in bulk and these are smaller. So they're going to cost you less. So right. let everyone be able to afford it. Do you yeah. think there's a big enough market for it? Like, is, is it... So the market, from what I've seen hmm. from other products and from what you've explained, like this is this looks more like a novelty market. Like you would buy it once, you know. Hmm. This isn't like a I'd be on the site every week, sort of buying something. Hmm. Um, so is there a big enough market for it? Do we, apart from it being something that someone who's visiting finds attractive or finds sort of like for them, it is attractive because it gives them a sense of we're taking a part of Pakistan back with us. Hmm. Uh, is it relevant to people here? Like, are people here really into 
the sort of things, uh, the sort of homemade products that you're talking about? Yeah. So no, that's a great question. But uh, our market is going to be global. It's mm. not just Pakistani. We as Pakistanis, I know that because we find so much handwork, hand embroidered, everything around us, mm. we don't value it the same way. Right. And then sometimes what we see in the market also isn't the quality that you would be willing to pay for. And a lot of us who, have ed who are educated and more urbanized, we don't want that stuff in our house either. Uh, but if you put a spin on it and make it current, there is a market for right. it because I see people buying from AliExpress. Mm. Now, AliExpress is wholesale. It's manufactured in a factory. It's right. not handmade. It doesn't come with a story. It doesn't it's a come story with a story. Sells. To me, it's not even just about the story. Mm. At the end of the day, as you said, no matter how brilliant the story, if I don't like the product or I'm, I'm not so, you know, um, impressed with it, I'll buy mm. that once to support them. But that's it. I'll be a one-off buyer. Exactly. But that's not what we want here. So here, because we have so many different kinds of products, we have soaps that are handmade. Mm -hmm. They are natural. Um, I won't say organic. I don't think right. anything is organic. These days, very few maybe. So natural soaps, natural beauty products, all kinds. Uh, we have natural, say, stones, precious gemstones that are mm. coming from, you know, their areas like Gilgit, Baltistan. They have like loads of those and people are selling that online, right. these crystals and stuff, semi-precious uh, stones. And then there is things like, um, of course, jewelry, there is clothing items, there is customized, say, tech hmm. products like, you know, covers for phones or for your MacBooks, etc. That there's a lot there. It's not a marketplace for just one thing, like a dolls, like handbags or whatever. Hmm. It's a marketplace where you can find anything but it will all be handmade. Right. It will all be handmade. Okay. So that's what Interesting. we are looking at. So what's the trajectory looking like? What's the timeline? Yeah. So the idea is that in the by uh, so this is what this is Mar how we start in March now, April, May, June, July, August, September. So around September, the idea is that we would have gone live in end of May. Okay. And we are going to start with a pilot with a handful of people that I have personally worked with hmm. because the last three to four years I've been doing nothing but buying things from these interesting uh, yeah from these people right. and just kind of playing with that idea okay I want to do this but do I have the time That's is it going to work is there right. quality the same as with WDL that we were giving out work but we didn't realize that there was no one to you know take it and right. do it well so uh, so I've been buying products from people and just testing them out and I have found some great vendors. So bringing them on board, having about 300 products online uh, by, say, within six months. Right. And then we have kind of raised our seed funding almost. I'm Amazing. not, uh, I can't talk about it sure. yet until yeah, we yeah. have something on paper because you never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we'll be ready in eight months. We are going to be ready for a round, uh, for first round of proper funding and mm. that's when we are going to open it up to other vendors as well okay. but initially it's going to go through referral so the existing ones right. are going to refer others or right. someone i know and trust is going to refer someone mm. because it's the quality if you have bad quality in the beginning you are going to really suffer you know mm. um, once you make a bad impression then you know you're done right right so yeah and what are you guys doing about sort of 
getting the word out and sales and actually, you know, preparing for that August launch. Apart from just having the products is one thing. But how do how do tell people exactly like how do so initially my uh, the goal is not to get like a very um, big market Hmm. share. Uh, That's not the goal. The goal is to show that it works. Right. For now, we have nothing. It's all Hmm. in my head, and we are working on it. So I really personally also don't feel comfortable going to someone and saying buy this when you know it's just in its infancy. Right. So I'm going to wait. But have you had the conversation where it's not buy this, but Will you buy this? This is yes. what we're doing. So Will we you have buy a Facebook this? group of okay. WDL, which is called Masavi by WDL. Okay. So I've and added anyone... men and women. Yes, anyone can join. Just okay. send a um, you know request and I'll add you. And the idea is where I'm very open with them. This is what I'm thinking. What do you think? Would you buy this? How much would you pay for mm-hmm. this? Would you be happy to receive this? Would you rather have this than that? Hmm. You know, why would you buy this? Are people... Yeah. So you're very critical openly online about many things. Are people, do you think people are openly critical if you, you know, so Mario Omar launches something, right? I'm sort of new to the space. Um, I, you know, don't do want to I, get on my bad side. Huh? Exactly. Like, do <laughs> I, like, how, how do I become critical without sort of getting on to that bad side? Like, do yeah. people think like, because I know people Maybe think I'm like sure, that. I'm sure, but um, people that know like, Have you had critical responses? Ha ha, bilkul. They were like, but what says this name? How do you even pronounce it? This doesn't sound right. Maybe you should call it something else. Right. Maybe you should spell it differently. But what about They're the product okay. itself? The product also, they were like, uh, but how are you going to do the delivery? Hmm. Uh, but how are you going to, you know, make money off this? Uh, who will do it? I won't trust this or I won't trust that. And then like long, long conversations right. about... Uh, what would work in their mind and what wouldn't work. Hmm. So they have been openly discussing. So critical Amazing. in the sense that it's been very positive discussions. Okay. So Maria, you're saying this, but how are you going to do this? Hmm. But maybe you should do it this way. So right now, also one of the women from the group said, okay, let's have lunch and I have some ideas for Masavi. I think you should do it this way. So I said, fine. So after this, I'm going to meet her. So, uh, huh. so people know that, you know, it's just something that I'm just going to start and Right. Work on. So I want that criticism. I want to know how to make it better. Right. And asking them what they want. Even the crafters, the people who are selling. Right. Why would you come and sell here? Because you probably you have your own website or your own Facebook. Mm. People can come and buy from there. What would be the one thing that I can facilitate you with? Right. What do you see is missing from e-commerce in Pakistan that mm. you would really want? You know? Payments. Payments, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Just one word. Um, Okay, amazing. So now we're going to go and sort of let's talk about something that interests me a lot. uh, And it's a very heavy topic around inclusion. Um, (laughs) I'm going to turn into the Hulk now. Any moment. That'll be amazing. (laughs) That'll be great. We need a a woman version of Hulk. Of Hulk. Yeah. so, you know, freelancing is great hmm. and, you know, working from home is great and, you know, earning a livelihood and all of that is great. Hmm. But the bigger problem has been females getting out of the house to work. Yeah. And even if that problem has been solved, once a female is in the workplace, feeling comfortable and hmm. owning that workplace and sort of feeling at home there. Yeah. How do we solve that? Ah. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> Shoot all the men. <laughs> Easy as that. Uh, no, but uh, a serious note. So I was in these focus group discussions uh, that I usually hate doing, but 
these were really interesting. So I went to Lahore. Uh, I was here in Lahore. I did some here. I did some in Peshawar. And the demographic was like cross the whatever spectrum. Okay? So mm. we had people between the age of 18 and 50 women. These were women who were working and non-working. So uh, and from different sectors, for example, there were like the PhD doctors, but then we had polio workers. That, but we had a small restaurant owner in some, you know, Dharampura or someplace. Right. And then we had the, you know, fancy entrepreneur making clothing and a fashion designer. Hmm. Obviously, we grouped them in such a way that they wouldn't feel awkward conversing with right. one another. And the idea was trying to understand why women don't come into workforce or those who do come, what are the challenges? Hmm. What could be done better? And one of the very interesting questions we asked them was, what do you think is workplace respect? You know, what is respect to you? And Hmm. they said, well, respect is, you know, of course, the obvious, the harassment issue. Nobody came up with that. But they said, respect is being acknowledged. It's being acknowledged that, yeah, we are doing good work. Hmm. And not just, you know, oh, okay, fine, you're a girl, so this much is enough for you. Yeah, although we are putting in as many hours, we are putting in as much work as anyone else, perhaps more because we are more afraid of losing the job than the guy. Exactly. Yeah. So that. And then the other issue that did come up was we were so surprised that even people from Peshawar, they were so openly just before we could ask, they brought up harassment. And what their Hmm. definition of harassment was, it wasn't that the touch you know, going all out harassment. It was men stare. Right. It was men make comments or they say things that we cannot openly criticize them on or call them out on, but they have double meanings. So Mm. we keep thinking, should we say something or should we not say something? And then going to our bosses and saying something and them saying, but you should take it as a compliment. Wow. A woman should take, call, you know, a real pride that, you know, she is complimented on her beauty because, yeah. Well, and these are from yeah. like big firms. These are from men who are like well-educated. Mm. And, you know, so it was this. Like, for example, when we go online and we talk about harassment and we say, oh, making a phone call to me or sending me an unsolicited whatever Facebook request mm. is harassment. All the men gang up and they say, no, but this is not harassment. How is this harassment, you know? And seeing how these women who some of them were far removed from social media, had no idea, also define harassment as that. Right. That really made me like sit up and even more, you know, the problems that can be solved. So all of them, we asked them, those who were in work and those who had never been a part of the workforce or who had to take a break or quit for whatever reasons. They all said first and foremost, transportation. Right. Somebody picks us from our Mm. doorstep and drops us back there. Mm. Second is they said they wanted, obviously, the daycare and the maternity, all of that. And the third was uh, they said that they wanted competitive salaries. Mm. And I said, of these three, if I could give you one, what would it be? And they said the money. The Mm. most closed-minded, the most restrictive uh, of families, they said... Well, yeah, if you if you give me 50,000 rupees to work, my husband and my in-laws won't say anything. Even the village won't be able to say anything. And even if they do, they right. won't care because it's a lot of money. Right. So money would change it. Money, interesting. Because I would assume money, like if you're coming from, you know, that conservative of a place. Yeah. Like money would intimidate the male. Yeah, yeah. But they need right? it. 
they said if it is an amount that he is not earning huh. and it would really make a difference that's when they won't have an issue with it so i have personally experienced it being from south waziristan and being from one of these conservative mm. families um although it wasn't that bad but still pretty conservative right. um i remember that the one thing that really made people sit up and be more supportive was the fact that i had the money mm. like my kids are now going to the best schools in lahore right. like my house looks so much better like i'm able to do so much more for others and it's it's universal perhaps that when a woman earns she invests a lot into her community into her home and the community around her exactly. so it's always like okay i have to give this zakat the priorities are different completely different i have to give zakat who do i give it to so right. i'll be thinking of relatives who might be needy i may be thinking of the household help you know hmm. and that kind of softens it for everyone and they're like well this is making a difference hmm. and also the fact that you know you conduct yourself in a dignified way and they don't have that issue to worry about hmm. uh so i think that makes a lot of difference the money right um, yeah okay so transportation is great because now we've got the likes of kareem and uber they're uh, not comfortable with that either they're not comfortable no, with no, that no 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 they say because that is uh, because from interesting okay yeah so i love them so i use the them all the time that? Yeah. yeah so i use them all the time but their thing is that it's a stranger every time right we want the workplace to provide us with someone who right. will take responsibility hmm. not just a random stranger showing up at our door every time that's what the families have a problem with interesting yeah That I mean, at the end sense. of the day, it yeah. is a stranger, right? Right. It may be Kareem at the back, but right. Uh, we have had mishaps as well. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. As well. I mean, you can't stop people from being who they are. Right. So there are times when uh, one out of a hundred times you have a bad experience, and some of us are more, you know, in a position to kind of deal with it. Others are not. Hmm. So yeah. So interesting. Yeah, I'm talking to um, Hira, founder of Shikab, uh-huh, in a yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so this is this is an interesting thing. Yeah. You know how are these guys tackling that um, exactly. the stranger thing? But the question remains the same like where a lot of us are focusing on freelancing and getting everyone yeah. sort of in the digital age sub ah, get ah. everyone online get everyone this but how the root of the problem how do we yeah. solve the root of the problem? Yeah. It's the same na ke get once uh, someone is successful in the banking sector one person in the family is successful everyone parents are pushing them to go into the banking sector mm. everyone has to get an mba mm. there was a time when everybody was doing their mbas abhi tak i don't think that is gone but now oh, digital livelihood pe aa gaya your digital skills so now everybody even the government right. and they love the word million so we are going to train million okay <laughs> we're going to train a million where are these million going to find the work exactly are you doing something about that as well right. no <laughs> that will you know sort itself out as we go and these are just skills like you need yeah soft skills you need critical soft thinking there's so, so many so much more important so many oh other things God. that go along yeah. with you can do something but if no one wants to work for you with you exactly <laughs> where are you if you're a work? difficult person and you don't know how to conduct yourself in certain situations then you know you may be the best graphic design best website whatever whatever right. nobody's going to work with you right. they're going to I mean whatever so yeah so there's no work being done on actually creating opportunities 
So it's great that these kids are being trained. Hmm. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm very happy that it's happening. But I don't want it to be just an election slogan of millions, okay, exactly. and billions. Tell me, okay, you can fool them, but tell us, hmm. what are these kids going to do right. once they're done with the training? And how does the workplace improve? You know, how do how are they improving the workplace? How are they making it more conducive to creativity, to respect? To, to respect sort of to these issues. Diversity. This is the time to focus on it when they are still in colleges mm. and universities to bring it out to them. Right. Let's have a soft skill session and the session is what women think. Let the women th- talk exactly. while the men are sitting there. And, and say today is just about them talking. Yeah. yeah. You don't say anything. Just hear them out. Mm. And then next time we'll give you a chance. So that you actually see how people think and feel. And this gender divide, which really isn't there, but people are just making it into so. Hmm. So many of these things, if you sit and listen, you realize, oh, that makes sense. You know, so this is so much more important as well, you know. So as far as this gender divide and the bias uh, is sort of concerned and the issue with inclusion, uh, where is the discussion around it these days in Pakistan? So our discussion is nowadays about manuals. <laughs> right, so and you're recently, very vocal about that. Recently, <laughs> I mean, this was something I'd never even thought about because I was one of those fortunate ones, firstly, who was always invited to these events and stuff. Or even if I wasn't, it wasn't something that I was thinking about. You know, hmm. why am I not being invited to this? It's very relevant to me. But I saw some people complain of it and tag me. And I just, you know commented on, on it, huh, where are the women? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't see any women. Yeah. And the kind of backlash I received, that made me understand, oh, wow, this is well, a huge was, problem. What was the backlash about? The backlash was, you're blind. There are actually women sitting there. No, but I don't see any. <laughs> no, but there are. They're just backstage. You can't see them in the picture, but they're there. If you remove this board in between, you will see the women. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and just saying, okay, there are no women in this sector, and the sector is leadership. The talk mm. is around leadership, and mm. they say there are no women who are leaders. And then there's a talk about ACCA or whatever, mm. you know, these chartered accountants, right. saying there are none. Human, uh, uh, this uh, human resource uh, summit, no women. Mm. Uh, and then when you raise a, a point, they bring the same three to five faces every single time, and I am so sick and tired of them. I'm like, you are just doing the filler thing. Okay, exactly. filler, let's put these in. Huh. say because they'll say, yes, they're always available. Let's just put these in so that these women would shut up. It doesn't work that way. Right. I mean, telling me things like, you know, okay, so we invited only, here are like these 10 national incubation centers. Can I go online without, you know, being censored? Or am I going to be censored if I uh, say some things? It's, it's up to you. It's completely okay. up to you. Yeah. So like these national incubation centers, right? Do it's you want this to be censored? No, I don't. Okay. That's why I'm saying it. Yeah. So um, there are no women there. And then they tell me, no, it doesn't matter. There are no women in terms of in, <clears throat> in terms of being team? invited to the inauguration of the okay. bloody thing. All the speakers, everything, it's all male. There are like six or seven women sitting in the audience, which is like 200 strong or something. And they tell me that uh, there aren't any because you need to see that our minister is a female. Like, huh? Isn't that more the reason, so the reason why you should have more women because right. the minister is female? Like, what do you mean? So it's a female, so she should have an all-male staff? Hmm. How does that make sense? Yeah. And then they tell you, oh, but you are so negative. 
<clears throat> the woman who made the origami or uh, you know whatever the presentation or whatever the mm. origamis were done by them the architecture was done by a woman mm. and uh, uh, three of our employees are women you know like that origami just look at the words you're using that origami structure making woman is an entrepreneur mm. you could say that one female entrepreneur did that right. but instead you called her an origami structure making person the architect is a woman but you said the person who made the you know architecture is a woman the design is by a woman hmm. and my question to you why is that even a big deal did she get it because she was a woman or did she get it because she was good hmm. so why are you even saying that right. just you saying that and being so proud of the fact that you gave employment to three women hmm. is the root cause here right on the one hand you say that this event was exclusively only for vcs and i see a room full of people who are not vcs and that i know personally and then they're just you... influential men exactly <laughs> and they're influential men only right and but i'm not saying that there aren't people who are trying to change that there huh. have been some who have honestly sincerely reached out and said okay right. we are doing something similar we want you to tell us how to do it right so i have suggested they've actually gone ahead and done those things and you know so i'm very grateful to them i just say have the conversation if mm. there are no female if they have problems if they can't come and make it to the event then it's not on you mm. then it's on us but at least make the effort mm. so but, right so how so there so you, there are people who are sort of conscious of it now oh yeah 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 but are they conscious because they don't want the backlash or are they actually conscious of the fact that like has this been more of a, a change in the mindset that we never thought about women as exactly. being equals hmm. and just as capable uh, so women are expected to be nice always okay so you hmm. have to speak in a certain way and walk in a certain way and you cannot use certain words because they are not feminine and a woman doesn't sound right you know shouting and telling off a guy that you know you're wrong hmm. you know uh and we have been doing that for many years just politely on different forums one on one basis mm. saying ha huh, but what happened there this and that but it came to a point where you realize that it's not working mm. they would just be you know just a pat on the back yeah yeah next time next time and then not doing anything and then realizing that we need to now do whatever it needs to you know get their attention Right. So if it's only now and it's because we are making a noise and they're doing it, I don't care why they're doing it. Whether they're doing it to be politically mm. correct, whether they're doing it to make the donors happy, whatever the reason, we want the women there. Right. Yeah? Do so, it for the wrong reasons. As long do as it's it. the right thing. Exactly. Do, do the right thing. Do reason. it for the wrong reasons. Eventually That's on you, you know. <laughs> exactly. Eventually yeah. the shift will come. You know, when it Exactly. It comes back to the same thing, you know, when the more you see of it the more you start normalizing it and the exactly. more you see it for the right reason do it for the right reasons exactly so i don't care what your reason is just do it man right yeah. like it's it's ridiculous women empowerment conferences <laughs> being arranged by men right because they know that the donors will sponsor them for that women uh, influencers lists hmm. made by men and really bad ones for that matter like the list not the men um <laughs> just so that they can say they were the first ones to do it what are you trying to do like that doesn't matter i don't, I don't care if it's a man or a woman huh. i appreciate that it's a man doing it right even more so i'm saying don't fool us with a half baked half cooked thing and just hmm. 
do what you keep telling us. Oh, we can't do things just for the optics. So hmm. You are doing exactly the same thing. Doing for things for the optics. <laughs> right. If you're going to give me a LinkedIn link for some woman, I'm sorry that you need to do more research because you have more human resources at your hand and other resources. So, hmm. so where do you see women in entrepreneurship sort of going forward? Yeah, the problem is... Like so, women, not women, so <clears throat> that's the wrong way of putting hmm. it. How do you see women in startups and sort of women founders progressing? So to me, look, the problem is there is a lot of progress since I started. All mm-hmm. these incubators and accelerators, they may have flaws, but they have definitely uh, created this you know, buzz around entrepreneurship, made it more relevant and <clears throat> contemporary and, you know, and uh, people are coming towards it, whether it's men or women. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Where I have an issue is, you know, when it comes to actually giving you the money. So if I'm, for example, doing digital livelihood and talking about it for 10 years, Hmm. I'm told to do the pilot for it. But when it comes to giving the actual money, some guy will get it. Right? So it's this that is a challenge. Getting to the money. The money is not coming to us. Hmm. And we really need to do something about it. So I was having this conversation with someone and... I said exactly the same thing. I said, we're not saying give us, you know, priority seats in the Senate or priority funding just for women. Hmm. We're saying let's then compete, but then be fair. Right. But how do you dis- how do you explain this? Ten years, you make me do this, and then the money goes to someone else. How does right. that make sense? And this is just not, not just me. I'm just giving my example because it's the easiest for me to say. Hmm. There are so many brilliant women, and they never get the money. That's why they are where they are. Why isn't SheCap growing? Why did Savari sell out? Right. I mean, brilliant ideas. Why didn't the government come in and take it I, instead of letting outsiders in? Hmm. Something that your own people have the capability of doing. They're young right. and they're enthusiastic. And right. this is what they want to do. And they've been doing for three, four years. Hmm. Why don't you invest in them? Hmm. Why, what do you think as, as a woman, what do you think, what are the hesitations that they have when funding women founders? Like, what is the conversation around? Like, why why does it not make sense to them? Ovaries and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's the ovaries. Right. And the uterus. You're going to get married and have children. And that's it. Yeah. You are not serious about your career. Right. Even though serious. you've been doing this for 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, taking two weeks off is going to kill off everything, right? Um... And men are more serious because they are the bread earners and they have to provide for the family. So they are going to do it more mm. seriously than the woman. So that kind of just kind of closes doors. Okay, she's great. Uh, but what do I know? Maybe two years down the road, she has a baby. And then what happens to my investment? What happens to my money? Mm. Who's going to do it? I can't trust her. She's going to PMS on me. You know, then what do I do with it? Um, you know, so many issues that women have because they're women. So. Wow. Primarily. Right. <laughs> All right. I, that that is that is it from my end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I better shut. What exci- What what excites you about 2018? Let's end on. Masavi, I'm so excited. Yeah. I met love. Uh, this is the first time I applied for a fund, and I actually got it. And it's from Amazing. another woman. Amazing. So a woman VC. I'm very excited about it. And I obviously brought in the men as well. Right. Said, come and 
help me out i am not saying you know you can't be a part of it because right. i only work with with women hmm. and it's lots of fun and i'm really excited about it and i just can't wait to start amazing This episode was recorded and produced by Taha Jalil with post production also done by Taha Jalil who can definitely do with a few extra hands and which will also result in him not talking in third person anymore. So, if you're passionate about podcasting or just excited to experiment with this medium to create content, do reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter or email us at hello@pakistanpodcast.com. Music is by the very talented Ali Fawad. whose work you can find on SoundCloud under alif.bay that's b a e or on patari under alif and now i'll let alif take us out with this amazing track it's just a feeling until next time good night and good luck Hey, you what freedom is to me?